Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Athletic. After nearly two years away, could Barcelona really bring Lionel Messi back this summer? It's political. It always is with Barcelona. It's also complicated, but it's also very real. I'm Mark Chapman. This is the Athletic Football Podcast. They strongly believe that Lionel Messi in that department is still the number one player in the world. So they really want him back. This feeling of we owe something to Messi is inside the club, inside the board, and inside a lot of fans. Buen día. La verdad que no. No sé si va a peor When you get the constant background noise of is he going back to Barcelona? Could he go back to Barcelona? Does he want to be in Barcelona? It's very difficult for him necessarily to have that affinity with the supporters. Barcelona is kind of playing with a lot of narrative, with the narrative of Messi being booed in Paris and being cheered at the Camp Nou. And the narrative of La Liga having the possibility to bring back its biggest jewel ever. So joining us for this one on whether Lionel Messi could be heading back to Barcelona this summer and whether he should, uh, we have the Athletics Barcelona writer Paul Ballas as well as our PSG writer Peter Rutzler. So your piece, Paul, that you've written for The Athletic on Wednesday starts with the quote, we're crazy for Lionel Messi to return and we're doing everything we can to bring him back. So it's a genuine possibility, yes? Somehow it is. Um, I'd say that, yeah, that quote belongs to people who is close, like to the coaching staff, to the people who is close, probably closer to the football pitch rather than to the higher offices at the club. Um, yeah, and we could check, we could tell that, like, from a sportive point of view, there are a lot of people who really want Lionel Messi back. Then um, there is, of course, like, a bigger picture, a bigger background, um, which includes the financial difficulties that Barcelona has and all the hurdles that they will have to overcome to make this happen. But from, yeah, as I was saying, from a sporting point of view, they like the coaching staff at Barcelona believe that the main point that they need to improve for the next season is the quality on their final third. And they strongly believe that Lionel Messi in that department is still the number one player in the world. So they really want him back. So this is a Xavi-driven project, is it? Kind of. Um, there are also sources from the dressing room who say that they will be happy to have Messi back. The coaching staff with Xavi leading, they will be happy with Messi back. But yeah, economically, it's not that easy. And I think that we could see like two summers ago that it's not 
enough with the will from both sides to make it happen. Because like two summers ago, we had Messi wanted to stay, uh, wanting to stay, sorry, and, and we had Joan Laporta saying that he wanted Messi to stay, but it didn't happen. So that's Barcelona. That's just no matter what you want, no, no matter what you think is going to happen, um, you never know because there are politics, um, there is people inside the club who were in the negotiations that didn't end well two summers ago. And that also can become a problem. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, what we could learn is that there is people inside the globe who have started um, making things moving. Peter, when a Paris Saint-Germain fan hears that Barcelona would want him back for sporting reasons, would they raise an eyebrow? Maybe, maybe. I, I think that has been part of the perception of Messi at PSG is that they haven't got the Messi at Barcelona, the Messi potentially for Argentina. On the one hand, there is an element of that. You know, his first season was in a season of adaptation. He scored six goals in the league. This season has been different. He's scored 14 goals, 14 assists, more uh, goal involvements than Kylian Mbappe in, in Liga. So there's two sides to it. And I think that the current perception of him is that he's not fully invested. And when you get the constant background noise of is he going back to Barcelona could he go back to Barcelona does he want to be in Barcelona it's very difficult for him necessarily to have that affinity with the supporters and I think that's been a constant throughout his his two years at the club um, and, and we've seen in the two recent home games that he's not exactly had a, a warm reception from PSG fans it's not unanimous at all you know it's 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 there are some fans who have been whistling him when his name's been read out it's certainly not all of them but even so there is clearly a degree to which he is not loved or uh, appreciated in in the same way and, and there is the aspect of barcelona there's potentially the backdrop of messi's argentina beating france in the world cup as well and a, a, a lot of different elements to it and i think for psg fans they see the wage that he's on He's a high salary. PSG have their own issues with with FFP, and you know they they uh, settled a breach with UEFA uh, late last year for failing to comply with a break even agreement. So they've had to watch their their salary, and you know those close to the club would say that Messi pays for himself in everything else that comes with signing a player like him. But if you're not getting an incredible return, PSG point of view for a supporter might be, well, what's what's the value? Particularly when the squad at the moment seems so small, depleted, lacking depth, struggling with injuries, you know, unbalanced, which isn't necessarily a new thing, but for sure it contributes to this sense that, you know, there isn't that same connection, there isn't that same affinity. And, and do you think that that is the reason for him being booed in recent home matches? Because as you say, his, do you know what, if you don't watch Paris Saint-Germain on a weekly basis, I think you would be surprised at the numbers you said at the start because people will hear oh he's going to be leaving oh he's being booed and think oh he's had an awful season and actually his numbers suggest he had a better season than his first season but he's booed basically because he's what seen as a mercenary by some in an era where Paris Saint-Germain fans have just had enough of mercenaries at their clubs yeah I think that's that's always the fear isn't it that that he's just there because he can be there to earn the same money and and you're right I mean He's 
I think there's an element of him uh, making a rod for his own back in terms of the high standards he has set throughout his career and what the expectations are. But I, the performances themselves, he, the one that stands out for me was the the home defeat to Lyon. So they've had back-to-back home defeats. First time for a couple of years that that's happened. And this is, of course, in the context of a post-Champions League failure, which is you know so important to the PSG project. You know, The Champions League is, is everything. But then there's this idea that post-World Cup, post-achieving everything there, that he's not necessarily hit the same heights before the tournament than he is now. And then you get a performance like the Lyon game where watching him, he was doing things that Messi doesn't normally do or the things that we don't associate with Messi and an odd misplaced touch, an odd misplaced pass. And you think, gosh, what's happening here? This isn't, this isn't right. But then at the same time, he created more chances during that game than everyone else on the pitch put together. So there is certainly an element of expectation to reality. But what I would say is that certainly the performances post-World Cup have been lower and not as effective, I think, as they were before the World Cup. But that's also something that applies to, to PSG across the board. And when, you've, when you factor in that Messi hasn't been able to lift PSG beyond the round of 16 in the Champions League uh, this season, it, it, it all culminates together and makes him the, the reason for why this has not, not, not been as successful as you know, PSG fans would hope for. Uh, and yet, the other side of things is he's being cheered at Barcelona games in their last two home games, Paul. Yeah, and that's something that Barcelona is kind of playing with. They are playing with narrative, with the storytelling. They know that Messi is not a player that... I mean, he does not look like a player who wants to stay in a place where, where he's not like entirely wanted. Um, so Barcelona is kind of using that. Uh, we've seen quotes from Joan Laporta and especially two Fridays ago from Rafa Juste, one of the VPs from the club, who is ba- basically La- Laporta's closest confidant, lending their hand to Lionel Messi. Now they are, they, they are doing this kind of game, like from different stances, letting them know that uh, Barcelona wants Messi um, at the same time. Um, admitting that uh, it's going to be down to Tevas at the end of the day and down to La Liga and down to the approval that they can give to the plan that they have to make it viable somehow. Um, but yeah, uh, Barcelona, I think that among the fans, there's a feeling that and Laporta um, has made it quite clear that he has like a, like a personal debt. He owes something to Messi for the way that he left. And I think that most of the fans feel that they weren't allowed to say him goodbye properly. Because the Camino couldn't be like full. Um, Messi had to live in tears and that was painful to see. At the same time, there are also fans who believe that probably it's not the best solution for him, neither for the club. It's not the best timing for none of them. But this feeling of we owe something to Messi, it's inside the club, inside the board and inside a lot of fans. They owe something to him. Yeah. What, just because they allowed him to leave? Well, and for the way that he left, uh, because from one day to the other, um, he looked like he was going to sign a new contract. He wanted to stay. He was planning for the next season in Barcelona. And then suddenly, out of the blue, Barcelona told him, look, you cannot sign this contract. Um, And he was in shock. And I think that we could see in in that famous press conference. Good day. No, I don't know. I don't know. And that that hurt to all the Barcelona fans. Um, I've been speaking as well to a lot of fans who told me, well, um, I cried about him once, I don't want to do it twice. So uh, 
um, why why should he come back? Because we we have already gone through that kind of pain inside us. So yeah, um, let's see. But I think yeah, I think it's something that is inside Barcelona fans right now. So so on the on the financials then hmm. is this. There are there are various aspects to this, and I'll come on to Tellers and La Liga in a minute. But just for, just from the club's point of view, do they need another lever, or by signing him, does he actually become a lever because of all the commercial yeah. stuff that comes with him? I would go closer to the second point. They don't need another lever basically because they cannot pull another lever. Um, La Liga changed its rules uh, at the end of last year. Basically, to don't allow Barcelona to make levers as they did last summer. So, like legally, they cannot do another lever like like they did la- last summer. But inside the club, there's also the mindset in the regarding to Messi is like we are moving away from the Camp Nou next season. This is going to have a negative impact in our balance in our budget of around ninety a hundred million. What's going to be more appealing for the world of football than having Messi back? So um, we're just gonna see the we're just gonna be the fans are gonna be willing to pay the most, and I'm not saying just just like Barcelona fans, but fans around the world that are gonna be a, uh, able or willing to pay money to go to Barcelona for, and that's Messi, and that's Messi doing his last dance uh, in Barcelona, even if it's not in the Camp Nou, if it's in Munjuic in the Olympic uh, Stadium it's still going to be like a powerful thing. Then uh, on the financial thing, uh, I was telling you uh, like some minutes before that there are people in the club who are optimistic and are kind of working and trying to do things to make it happen. When you go to more economic related sources, those are the ones that are cautious. And I tell you, look, that's not close yet. That's not something that can be deemed like as viable right now. We have to be cautious here. Because basically Barcelona has other problems in the pecking order who are ahead of Messi right now, which are Gavi, which are, well, basically like the registration of Gavi's new contract. Ronald Araujo uh, signed a contract extension who hasn't been registered yet. He already is the first team player, but the new contract hasn't been registered. Alejandro Valde, we are being told that he has agreed to a contract extension, but he hasn't signed it because he would be, he would end up in the same problem. So Barcelona prefers to wait. So Barcelona has all this on the queue and they have to resolve this. And that's oh, so why- they've got three or four pl- three or four players that they've offered new contracts to, but they can't sign them because of the financial reg- regulations. Well, and if to- they sign if they sign Messi, he could come. I mean, I, his contract could be worth the same amount as the four who can't sign in one go. You don't could, think you so? Could, no, don't think that the plan that Barcelona has right now is to give him a similar contract that the one he had before leaving. I think that his contract should be like in Lewandowski levels. Right. For for what I hear, I mean, and that that that's not a formal offer, so we cannot report that. But the whisper yeah. around the club is that the the level of the offer that Barcelona could place to to Lionel Messi is like Lewandowski levels, a bit higher maybe, but Lewandowski levels. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I'll come to Peter on this from the league girl point of view in the moment. So this then, as you mentioned in an earlier answer, then goes to Tellez and La Liga, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And here, and here's here is I'm guessing the dilemma at La Liga level. They need eyes on La Liga, yeah, commercially. Like and as we've talked about on this pod many times, that the, the the eyes have dropped off La Liga a bit. Yeah. So you bring Messi in. Your audience, as I'm guessing, would shoot up. But do you have to bend the rules to allow them to bring Messi in? And then how do clubs react? Exactly. And and and, and that's another thing, in my opinion, Barcelona is kind of playing with. Barcelona is kind of playing with a lot of narrative. With the narrative of Messi being booed in Paris and being cheered at the Camp Nou. And the narrative of La Liga having the possibility to bring back its biggest jewel ever. I think that, yeah, La Liga has a dilemma now. Barcelona is set to present like a viability plan for the next two seasons just to show La Liga of the plan that they have in mind just to balance their budget in terms of their spending in salaries, how they are going to, yeah, just improve things. And Tebas has to let them know if he approves it. If he approves it, all the registrations uh, that I was mentioning, Gabi, Alejandro Valde, Araujo, are going to be more feasible and therefore... Messi is going to be like, not the next step, but yeah, it's going to be like closer. Because it's, at the end of the day, that's like a domino effect and a lot of pieces has to fall down. And if this one like falls down, Messi is going to be closer. What do we hear so, from... So, 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 yeah. and I'm get, you, you might not be able to answer this because we're just, because <laughs> we'd be guessing really. Do Real Madrid want him, want him to come back because of eyes on, the, on La Liga? Uh, and that's a guess. I don't have information on that, but I think that Florentino Perez would be happy to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlo Ancelotti or like football player maybe won't be happy to but from a product point of view I think that yeah I mean when I speak to people at, at La Liga they say that would be that they would be like amazed by Messi coming back they would be really happy but they have to stick to their rules because it's something that they are try, trying to defend they are trying to make La Liga different because of that and they have to yeah just to try to protect them but no one hides that La Liga would love Messi back. So how does this work for Ligue 1 then, Peter? Because we are in an era where, the, where, where basically the leagues are working as a collective to, to somehow try and chase down the commercial might of the Premier League, again, as we've discussed on many a podcast. So is this a, is this a blow for Liga or, or are they, do they sort of stay out of it a little bit compared to, say, La Liga? I, I think so. I mean, of course, it would be. I think a blow. I think there's a there's an understanding, a realism of the value that PSG bring to Liga, in terms of one, the players they bring in, two, their potential to go further in the Champions League and what that means for their coefficient, and three, for what it just means for their own gate receipts. I mean, even the game at the weekend against Nice, more than thirty thousand in the stadium for the first time this season. That's that's the impact of PSG going around the league. So. Of course, for, for PSG to lose a player like Messi and what that brings and what Paul was outlining in terms of what Barcelona hoped he could bring to them in terms of people coming over, I think, yeah, of course, there's a 
there's a it's almost like a begrudging acceptance that okay PSG are probably going to win the league most years but considering where Ligue 1 are particularly in relation to the top five European leagues they need something they need that sort of powerhouse that driver to try and keep pace with well one the, the Premier League is, is very difficult but but the rest of of Europe you know the Portuguese league continues to impress you see Benfica last night in the in the Champions League you know that there is a wariness of losing that top five status so um everything that hinders psg in a sense also hinders Liga as much as you know they would rather it be much more competitive in a sporting sense but we, we also sometimes forget don't we that the the paris saint-germain just just because they have the wealth that they have of their owners they still need to function commercially as well and we've talked again on previous podcasts about paris saint-germain's ship being the highest selling shirt or the most visible shirt globally that it would this would be a it would be a big hit for them commercially and they do need commercial revenues yeah absolutely we mentioned financial fair play before the issues that they've had with that particularly when you're paying the, the salaries that they're paying um, and their marketing success from the, the partnership with jordan and, and it, it all of that has been one of the best successes under the QSI era, the fact that they've turned the club into what is an international brand. And I think that would still sustain. But when you lose a player like Messi wearing your your colours, your kit, it becomes a problem. And of course, this all plays into the, the wider questions at PSG coming into this summer. You know, there's always a deep reflection once the season ends and the Champions League hasn't been won about what's going wrong and what who's going to change and what the manager will look like. But again, there are some really big ones about the, the biggest players and it's not just Messi. You know, Kylian Mbappe again has a, a big question mark hanging over his future. Um, you know, he's got one year left on his contract, but has the option of a further year that he only he can extend. Will he extend that? Will they have to move him on? Will they want to move him on? Will they keep him? What about the manager? Will the manager stay? Could they? Could they move him on? I mean, is the mar- is the market there this year? To, I mean, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous when you're talking about Kylian Mbappe, but you just wonder with how various things are playing out and potential transfers. The market was there. It feels like the market was there last year mm. and you wonder whether the market is there this year. It might be there next year. Yes. Well, next year, of course, if he decides to not extend his contract, he goes for free. And I think that would change the picture. But I don't think you're wrong. I mean, the market's a huge thing for a player of his ability Sort of the heir to the, the Messi Ronaldo throne in a way alongside Erling Haaland. Um, his ability, I mean, his 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 reputation status at PSG is almost one above what what Messi and, and Neymar are at the club. And that's that's quite extraordinary in itself. But he is that all-encompassing, he's the France national team captain. What does that mean for you know the capital club to have the France's best athlete? He has so much influence at PSG as well. And all of that plays into where he would go, who would want him. I mean, even in, in, in the past week, you had him complaining about his inclusion in a marketing video at PSG. And he talked in this statement on Instagram about why he's been fighting for his image rights. That all comes into a negotiation with any prospective club as well, with the player wanting to make sure they have as much control as possible. And um, this was something that I think came up in the negotiations with Real Madrid last summer about whether he would go there and, and whether he would have full control of his his commercial rights, uh, his image rights. Um, so for a prospective club, it's not a simple deal to do. It's not a cheap deal to do. And that makes it not a straightforward thing that he leaves this summer. Now that plays into PSG's hands, but of course, you, do you want to let a player like Mbappe go for free in a year's time? If, um, 
It, I asked Paul a purely speculative one on Real Madrid, so I'll do the same to you here again, which you probably <laughs> have no knowledge no knowledge of and will be very difficult to answer. If Manchester United are taken over by Qataris, does that does that make him does that make that club more of an option to do a deal with Paris Saint Germain for him? Just thinking about club a, a club who needs a front man and would then have the money. I, I wouldn't know if the Qatari element would change that. I mean, uh, that's one of the many issues with multi-club yeah. ownership, I suppose, and one that's probably not as focused on is the fact that you can move players in in that way. I think from a Manchester United perspective, it would be about it. That's particularly where you see where Rashford is in such good form on that left side. Um, that's where Mbappe wants to play. He doesn't really want to be a number nine. But you couldn't discount Manchester United because of the fact that they could afford him. Uh, and there is a very, very small pool of clubs that can afford to to sign Kylian Mbappe. Going back to Messi, do you know if there's an assumption in Paris Saint-Germain that, that he will go back to Barcelona? Or do, do they believe that there are other options on the table for him? I mean, we've heard about MLS for a long time. And obviously, since Ronaldo went to Saudi, then that story has gathered pace, particularly when Messi has a commercial deal, doesn't he, with Saudi Arabia? For sure. And I know Paul wrote the, this morning that um, there is that offer there for him. I think I think in Paris, there's a, there's a realisation as well that Messi wants to play at the highest level in Europe still. You know, Messi didn't get to where he's at in the game without an incredible drive and motivation. That challenge, that, that sort of sporting fire, I suppose. Um, and that means that he would and he wants to stay in Europe and fighting... For the biggest competitions and that's for the Champions League and you know obviously Barcelona are extremely appealing to him emotionally considering everything in relation to Paris and how it's worked out I mean it's not gone completely negatively as we were talking about his his, his returns have been pretty good but everything else around it it's it's not home it doesn't doesn't feel like home at least outwardly uh, looking at him but when you factor all that in if the offer isn't there from Barcelona where else is the offer going to be so I think from a PSG perspective, it's not a case of right, we'll write off Messi for the summer because there's every chance you could keep him. And considering what he does contribute on the field in terms of his, his attacking influence, you know, you're not going to easily give up Lionel Messi. What the the flip side is, is that PSG are tight with financial fair play. They're trying to balance the books in a way that will allow them to strengthen a squad that's already a bit imbalanced. They've had more injuries. Uh, Nordi Mukiele has been ruled out for the season in the in the past few days with the hamstring problems. There's even more defensive issues, which undid them in the Champions League. They need to rebalance their squad. Like that's, I mean, that feels like something that they've needed to do for a while. But it feels even more acute now with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. So the the idea of Messi leaving isn't frowned upon. It's not something that would necessarily be seen as a negative, which I guess I suppose seems crazy in 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 hindsight. But the that it's not a completely written off thing that it will happen, that, that it could happen. It would be a negative thing because of what they could do for their squad going forward. But the practicalities play into it. You know, you want to keep Mbappe because of who he is and what he means to the club and the country and everything else. Neymar's contracted till 2027. So the idea of moving him on is, it just doesn't seem likely, especially when we talked about the market for these players. It's, there doesn't really seem to be one for him. So... Yeah, it's 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 this weird one where they would happily probably let him go, but then at the same time kind of realise that he may end up staying because there isn't 
much else really for him. What's your gut feeling, Paul? Um, I totally share what what Peter said here. I mean, and and when you speak right now to Messi's come, they still think that right now maybe PSG is more likely than Barcelona be, because they don't really because they know that Barcelona one day it looks white and the other day is black basically, and they cannot like fully rely on what happens in there despite the noise, despite despite the inputs that they are receiving from people inside the club, inside that dressing room that they want. Messi back. Yeah, I think that Messi's are not like in a... They don't have like a really, really strong hand in a negotiation because as Peter was saying, if he wants to stay in Europe because we know that he wants to be like in the top level until the next Copa America with with Argentina. Um, if he wants to stay here, I don't see a lot of options, a handful of options. Um, I see PSG, I see the now fantasy of Barcelona and I, I don't see a Premier League interest for Lionel Messi. Um, so he'll have to make his mind up with with these options that that he has, um, and let's see what happens. Do you think they look at what happened with Ronaldo at Manchester United and throw that into the into the equation or not? Who Barcelona, Messi, or yeah. PSG? Yeah, both. Uh, I think that uh, Barcelona think that it it won't happen to them. It won't happen because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's that, that's my approach, and that's my way of seeing it. Uh, I don't think that anyone in the board believes that Messi coming back to Barcelona would have like a similar effect to what Cristiano Ronaldo did, basically. And Messi is, yeah, I mean, uh, I I have sensed, because I've been in touch with people around him for the last year or more than that. Um, and when he left, there was like some pain in them as well for the people that let them go and for the way that it happened. And that's still hurting inside them. So if they come back, I mean, someone will have to lend their hand or just to take a step back or just to say sorry, basically. Um, and that's a big thing uh, in those kind of worlds and on those kind of egos, negotiations. So, yeah, that that plays a big role for the message right now. Um, so there's still like a lot of steps and uh, approaches uh, to to be made. Um, so it, it's going to be a long game as as people in Barcelona see it. Paul, Peter, we will leave it there. Thank you very much for more on Messi at Barcelona and uh, all the info on our daily podcast. You can subscribe to The Athletic for just £1.99 a month. For the first 12 months, all you have to do is head to theathletic.com slash football pod. We'll have more tomorrow. The Athletic. <laughs>